fingers worked at the dungeon door lock with a sharpened bone. It was not long enough or even strong enough to do the whole job, but it was what he had to work with. Each time he worked on the rusty lock, he could only manipulate it part of the way and then it would fail. It became a daily ritual with him, something to pass the time. Mostly because his cellmate utterly lacked any desire to engage with talking, except on the most basic level. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want the sun, she would complain. The barbarian, who was used to roaming freely in the foothills north of Holmston, didn't really have a concept of confinement. She spent the first week pacing relentlessly like a caged animal. Now she merely sulked and moaned and wasn't very responsive. Fingers knew the moods of Bear. That was the name Fingers gave her. It was his own word joke, calling her Barbarian, and then he shortened it to Bear, saying she looked like one anyways. They traveled a lot together, exploring the eastern reaches of the Holmston region. They had helped themselves to some sheep that were grazing on a hillside. They made a dandy meal of it for many days. They did not know that the sheep were under protection of the local lord, however. And when they awoke one morning, they found themselves surrounded by the regional sheriff and his armed men. They were thrown into the castle's dungeon, awaiting trial and probably punishment. Whether that would include cutting off of hands, or longer confinement, or even death on the gallows, it remained to be seen. Bear would rather have a hand cut off, or death, than endure more confinement. Fingers would rather keep his hands, thank you very much. As it turned out though, it seemed they had been forgotten down below, as they hadn't been fed for two days. Fingers worked at the lock some more with slightly better success, but the rusty workings made it difficult. But maybe he could use this to his favor, as rusted metal can be weakened metal. Bear, come here. <clears throat> come here, curse you. Don't want to. Do you want to get out of this cell? If we're meant to get out, we get out. Very deep philosophy. Bear is wise. Bear is wise as a stump. Hate man cage. No sky. Hungry. Then come over here and help me with this door. Fingers worked the lock some more. Eventually, Bear stirred and got up and came lumbering over towards the door which barred their freedom. It was a wooden affair with metal hinges, a metal grate at head's height, and a metal lock which connected it to the stone wall surrounding it. Fingers was working on the lock mechanism and had turned the bolt only slightly with his bone implement and was hoping the rusted workings could use some persuasion from Bear. Grab the grate and rattle the door. Maybe we can shake this lock loose a bit more. Door. Bear stared at the hated thing that kept her trapped in the small, damp stone room. She grasped her hands on the metal bars of the grill. Door! She gave it a quick tug, and the door stubbornly remained firm. Again! Harder! Door! Bear rocked and rocked on the door, and it began creaking and groaning after assault. Fingers felt something give as his hands suddenly lurched. Harder! 
Bear's muscles strained with the pounding, but she could feel it give to her violent ministrations, and this encouraged her rage. A sudden cracking echoed the stone wall. Bear put even more effort into the door. Then the wooden door gave up a rending, tearing sound, and in one violent moment the door was torn off the lock mechanism that held it to the wall. Swung limply out with a slight creak of its hinges. Uh, we can do it that way too. Fingers looked into the open hallway. He shook himself out of the shock of the moment and his mind started calculating. Quickly, our keeper will have heard the noise. Let's into the hall. There was a long, dark hallway with doors to the sides at intervals, and then an archway into a larger room. They hurried down the hall, but before they made it to the end, they could hear keys jingling and a huffing, grunting sound. You engage him, I'll join in from above. Fingers sprang up to the corner of the hall created by the arch and easily used the two sides like a stairway and climbed up the wall. He found purchase for his hands along the top rafters and set a foot upon an unused torch sconce. He looked back over his shoulder and saw the light of the hallway suddenly darkened by the shadow of their wide keeper standing in the archway. Draw him in, you lout! Fingers would be useless to join in the fight if Bear just ran at him, which she did. Muttonhead! The two grappled for a short moment, locking their arms around each other and shoving each other into the stone walls to the sides. At last, Bear backed up a couple of steps into the hallway and Fingers could see the back of the keeper and he flung himself from his perch onto the keeper's backside. However, he couldn't get a firm grip upon the keeper and he slid off and fell to the ground. At this exact moment, Bear let out a loud growl pushed on the keeper so that the keeper backed up upon the fallen body of Fingers. The keeper tripped and fell back upon Fingers who was now pinned under the weight of them both. The bear used the advantage of the trip and slammed the keeper's head to the stone floor. Fingers felt the entire weight of the keeper relax upon him and soon he could only hear Bear's hard breathing. Now you're the keeper of death. Bear kicked the body that lay upon fingers. Help me get this hulk off of me, please. Beyond the archway lay a larger room with a wooden chair and table with a knife stuck into the table next to a wheel of moldy cheese. Two other archways leading to other dungeon hallways flanked the sides of the room. Set into the opposite wall was a stone stairway that led up to the ceiling of the room. A wooden trapdoor hung in the ceiling above the stairs. Fingers took the knife and Bear gobbled down the cheese and they went up the stairs. Fingers looked at the trapdoor that kept the room sealed. It's got a wood bolt slid across the top. I can pry it open. I will break. No, we don't know how many guards may be in the room or in rooms nearby. By the time you've broken the wood, there may be dozen alerted guards surrounding us. I will pry it quietly and we can take the room by surprise. Fingers used the knife and worked the wooden bolt free so that it no longer held the door shut. He looked back to Bear and put a finger to his lips 
and pushed the door quietly open. He poked his head up and found himself in a square room with wooden chairs and tables all strewn about, but the room was empty. They crept along to other rooms all throughout the castle. They were all empty and some in disarray as well. Some rooms had their wooden doors smashed in. The great hall had blood splashed upon the walls and pooled upon the floor. They went to the battlements and looked down at the courtyard. And there was a great burned pile in the center and a lone figure sitting with its head bowed. Let's go see. <clears throat> Bear said nothing but wrinkled her nose. The two made it out to the courtyard, and the lone figure was still there. They cautiously approached, but the figure didn't move even when they came into view. It was a young girl in a tattered tunic. What happened here? Lizardkin, they came in a massive horde, climbed over the walls. Our defenses were useless. They took everyone in the castle. The lords, the guards, the servants, the women, the children. Where did they take them? They didn't take them anywhere. Where were you? I was in the tallest tower, hiding. They went all over the castle and rooted out everyone who was there. I heard them clawing at my door for a while. They got frustrated or distracted and didn't come back again. What happened to all the people then? They ate them. Right in the courtyard, right here. This is all that's left. Charred bones. We just came from dungeon. Then it saved you. They scoured the countryside for leagues around as well. Now that there's no one from the castle to protect them. So, if we hadn't been put into the dungeon... You'd be dead right now. Fingers turned to Bear with a surprised look on his face. Good thing we didn't break out any sooner then. Like I said, if we're meant to get out, we get out. I can't disagree with you there. Bear is wise. You are correct. Bear is certainly wise. You've been listening to Dungeon Breakout, a Dungeons & Damsels short story side quest written by David Ian. Voice talent by David Ian and Dino D'Elfweld. Theme by Ron Perovich. Incidental music by Mark Rose. Sound engineering by Dino D'Elfweld. Sound design by David Ian. Dungeons & Damsels is a sword and sorcery medieval fantasy series produced by Unchained Productions.